Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. We go through life day after day. We numb down, numb down, numb down, and we somehow, we have to stop. We have to say, how am I feeling? How do I feel? Because it's that disconnection. I'm going to get woo-woo here. It's that disconnection from the source, from our source, and understanding where our power really comes from and really connecting and understanding that we're going to get walloped if we do not stay present. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Health Theory. Today's guest is Dr. Kellyanne Petrucci. She's a board-certified naturopathic doctor and New York Times best-selling author of several books, including The Bone Broth Diet and Cleanse and Reset. She also frequently appears on Dr. Oz, Good Morning America, and The Today Show as a nutrition and anti-aging expert. Now, you definitely had me at hello with anti-aging, so my secret, well, my not secret <laughs> at all desire now is to... I want to live forever. That's the real truth. Mm -hmm. um, it's probably a long shot, but anything that I can do to feel better, uh, perform better, look better, I'm certainly going to be down with. So what is, what are the lifestyle changes that somebody should make if they really mm. want to look good, feel good for a very, very long time? Yeah, we see, we're seeing now longevity is really spiking. So what you feel is what so many people are feeling because we've been through so many one hit things. First, it was, you know, fat. Oh, well, you know what? We don't want eating, eating fat. We're going to have you on all these other kind of fats. We're going to have you on vegetable and canola and sunflower and safflower. And we find yeah. out that these are so inflammatory, but that by the time you put them in your cart, they're already rancid. That's interesting. I never hear people talk about that. So explain what is so problematic about those on the shelf. It's very simple. It's very simple. The containers in which they're held, mm. they are clear, a lot of them. And light gets through, oxidizes the oil, and it becomes literally rancid. Mm. And rancid oils mean inflammation. So when we're talking about aging, anti-aging, all of that, that's one of the premier easy things, the, the basic premise of the choices that we can make is the oils that we use. We're gonna go on to coconut oils, different kind of oils, healthier oils. Time Magazine had on their cover, eat your butter. Mm -hmm. So we keep going through these corrections and we did the same thing with sugars. Oh, sweeteners, we can't, we can't do regular sugar, it's not good for us, so let's do the pink, yellow, and blue packets. Then it's stop, let's not do that. Let's go on to these type of sugars. Let's go on to more monk fruit, stevia, things like that. Another mid-course correction. Same thing, meat and potatoes. Let's go from meat and potatoes. Let's go from that to all meat. 
Oh, well, that's not working. Let's go to all juice. Well, that's not working. Let's go to more paleo. Well, that's not perfect. Let's go to paleo-ish. Okay, well, let's go to keto. That's almost right. Now, what about keto 2.0 or kind of keto? And What is kind of keto? Well, kind of keto is taking the basic principles of keto. And basically with keto, the problem is that people aren't getting enough fiber because of the carbohydrate allowance, which is about you know, 5% of the, the diet is, is carbohydrates. That's not enough for people to be able to explore carbohydrates in the way that they should. So they become constipated and irritable. They're the two things that we see with people who stay on keto for a long period of time. So I stayed on keto for nine months. Mm-hmm. Um, it was awesome. I felt wonderful. Mm-hmm. My relationship with food completely changed. And that's key. But I didn't at all. Um, I didn't have constipation or anything. I didn't have any trouble. My bowel movements were mm-hmm. money. But I did notice um, my muscle mass was going down. I just felt softer. I was trying to keep my carbs essentially at zero. Yeah. Um, and I go back and forth. I'm, I'm saying all of this because I go back and forth on fiber and its importance. So right now, I get fiber because I do... Um, I have some vegetable matter, I have some nuts, but I probably get 70% of my calories from red meat just to really mm-hmm. trigger people. Mm-hmm. Um, Doesn't trigger me because but, for some people it works. I started telling you about these course, mid-course corrections yep. because I st- I've seen everything in nutrition and I can sit here and tell you honestly for the first time, I'm seeing some really positive things in nutrition. We're starting to get it right. When you understand ancestral medicine, ancestral nutrition, we really do work better with some foods. And then there's also environment that you have to consider, and that's the environment that you put yourself in and you stay in because that has different effects on the body and how you digest, how you metabolize, Mm -hmm. all of that. But there are foods that tend to work best with our body. And that's when I went into a whole dive and started really exploring these foods. I thought, why doesn't anyone know this? You know, that's why I wrote nine books. Why doesn't anyone know this? Why doesn't anyone know that these foods really do juice us up? So what I loved about paleo is it broke down each food category and it said, hey, listen, if you want proteins, these are the best proteins. Red meats work really well for some people. They really do. It depends on the amount of inflammation that you have in your body. It has to do with prostaglandins. It has to do with so many inflammatory markers in your body. But some people are able to eat more red meat than others. And also with, with paleo, it breaks down vegetables, like, you know, energy vegetables versus fibrous type of vegetables. Mm. How much you should have of that. Fats, here, here are the good fats. So that's why I really gravitated towards that because it basically just broke down the macros and said, these are really good proteins. These are really good fibrous vegetables. These are really good energy vegetables. And your energy vegetables should really match what your needs are. So it's not a matter of, you know, carbohydrates are terrible for you. They're inherently bad. They're not inherently bad. You just have to match your energy. You have to match the amount of energy that your body needs to really fuel itself and to really drive. And that's the key. And so, you know, keto, the same thing with fats. We, we, most people, when they started keto, they were 50 to 75% fat. That works great for some people. It doesn't for others. It provides a level of discomfort. What I care about and what matters to me and what matters for longevity 
is that we're getting these foods that our body recognizes, we're getting these foods that our body understands, we're getting these foods that our body drives off of. Now the, the template on which it falls, I believe it's very similar for us, but how much that you should have and the balance that's right for you, it, now that's where it gets a little bit different and that's where personal play has to come in mm -hmm. and that's where a lot of these diets provide awesome guidelines, awesome guidelines, but you have to know how to read your body. Okay, so before we go into the individual stuff, um, you gave a great high-level overview. Now let's dive in. So getting back to the initial question of what is the, the ideal for somebody that wants to uh -huh. extend their um, high-level performance, mm -hmm. uh, what is the sort of perfect diet? I get that, that the truth is you have to try it for yourself and that there is massive amounts of variability, there but is. it'd be great to just pick that sort of middle person right in the bell curve smack in the middle, mm -hmm. um, what is their, what are actual things that they should be getting at the grocery store? Yep, so the highest quality that you can afford. That's okay. number Whole one. Whole food? What do you mean by high quality? High quality, so if you can get organic, get okay. organic. So you can get pasture raised, you know, get pasture raised. You can get grass-fed meats, awesome. I firmly believe that most of us op operate really well off of meats, mm. okay? So I also find that a lot of people in terms of protein operate really well when they put a lot of fish in there instead of red meat. So if you're thinking, how do I build this plate? Kellyanne, just tell me how I build this damn yeah. plate. You wanna have protein, like you said, go to the grocery store, buy some really good proteins that work for your body. Get them, get them as, as healthy as you, can, as you can because quality actually does matter. Try to balance that plate out. Make sure you have some fibrous vegetables. What are those? It's the green stuff. I don't care if you juice it. I don't care if you chop it. I don't care what you do. You know, so we talk about quality of food and you know, uh, what can they do? Should they only eat organic? If you saw what I saw and you saw what, really, what people were really eating, I'm not worrying about a chicken carcass that's not perfect all the time. If you can get people to eat in balance, get as best quality as you can, get in balance, and, and it makes such a, such a big difference. All right, so I wanna really pinpoint this notion of balance. So when you say balance, you're talking uh, protein, fat, carbohydrate? Like yeah, so, what? so yeah, because a lot of it's very off kilter. Some people work, operate fantastic on 50% fat, and then other people can operate on 25%. It depends. This is why with keto, I'm just saying, when, when people were on, have been on keto, after a while we start hearing, well, it's not perfect for a lot of people. Uh, a lot of women, uh, look, and I know people are gonna write and say, are you kidding me? I got these results, I got these results. For some people, when you're at a starting point where you need to lose a lot of weight, it gets the weight off. Mm. It makes the skin look a lot, of better, a lot better, but it's a matter of finding that balance somewhere between paleo, somewhere between keto. So, you have, so we go into a more weight maintenance and not diet, but more weight maintenance and more into longevity and more into sustainable diets. What's sustainable for you is different for other people. And that's the whole key. And that's what people want right now. This is what I'm hearing over and over again. They wanna, they wanna look at things and approach things very different. People are looking at things for the first time, I think, more spiritually, more spiritually in their food. And that's why we're talking so much about plant-based everything now. It has to do with spirituality. People are feeling good on plant-based foods. And that's why the keto-ish or the keto 
they're adding more plants, they're adding more opportunity for people to eat more vegetables and things. Is keto becoming a buzzword though? So I was fat phobic for a very long time and I had massive inflammation as a result. I wasn't mm -hmm. eating carbs, but I was eating protein. Probably 85% of my calories I got from protein. Um, I was trying to keep carbs as close to zero as possible, trying to keep fat as close to zero as possible. I basically lived in rabbit starvation, absolutely atrocious for the joints. It got me lean as hell. I looked fucking awesome, but I did mm -hmm. not feel great. Uh, <laughs> so I finally, um, I encounter Dom D'Agostino, Peter Atia. Yeah. They're like, look, you need to be consuming fat. They started talking about ketogenics. And when they were talking about it, it was all about you take a blood test and there are either ketones in your bloodstream or there are not. So if you were gonna define keto 2.0, so if keto 1.0 were defined by ketones in your bloodstream, what's keto 2.0? It's mid fat and fiber. That's and how I want you to look. And you say mid fat, so, that's so you, quantity of fat? Mm -hmm. So you still think fat before carbs. However, it's different now because there's the, the, the ratio has now changed where you can have more carbohydrates. So just think about it like that. It's really, it's really allowing more fiber through allowing more carbohydrates so people can, they, they feel like they can sustain longer. And that's the key. So whenever you have comfort in eating, the results are far greater. So it's, a, it's about allowing the body to experience comfort. We see a younger generation coming in and their tolerance for things like, uh, you know, I remember just driving myself, trying different diets and bodybuilding and body and weights and, you know, doing shows and competitions and how lean am I? Can I see this? Am I ripped? And all. It's very different now. So now what they want to see is they want to they wanna have more peace. They want to feel more fulfilled. It's much more about loving themselves. Like we're starting to really change all of that, that pain gain thing. And we're going more towards, you know, let's feel better all the way around. Let's feel better, let's have joy, let's feel better. Somehow this word joy has captured people mm. and they actually want to experience more joy and not as much of the grind. It's interesting and that certainly brings up stress. Mm. So uh, what's the role of stress when we think about longevity? Um, how detrimental, how does that impact us? What do we do to solve some of the problems that it creates? Yeah, so that is the entrepreneurial's dilemma. Yes. Okay. And that's funny because when we start achieving greatness and more greatness and we start really achieving all of these things, sometimes life doesn't get easier on our bodies and, and we really start experiencing more stress than we did before and we have to figure out how to manage it because I can tell you, stress will take you down every time. Everyone has stress in their life and somehow, and that's what I realized in talking with all these people, that everyone has some kind of stress and stress damages cells. And so I know that you went through a really stressful period that uh, manifested in losing consciousness on a flight, which is, fun. Uh, <laughs> sounds uh, terrifying. Yes. What have you done to rebuild from that? Mm. Like, what are you doing now to de-stress? Is it about joy? Is it about uh, meditation, forest bathing? Like, what are the things that you're actually doing that are somewhat prescriptive that people could follow if they're trying to to bring their stress down? For me, I think a lot of my stress had to do with uh, not having boundaries. I was boundary deficient. I was boundary deficient in so many areas of my life. I look back and even when I look back, if I look at pictures or selfies, it's like, how did you not see that coming? You looked burnt out. You were burnt out. 
So I was on this plane, uh, and <laughs> I remember the woman sitting next to me. She was in the middle of putting a cookie in her mouth. I'm not kidding. And I turned to her and I said, hey, my name's Kellyanne. I'm not feeling well. I'm on, not on any medications, but I'm probably going to pass out, and you're going to have to get me help. That oh. was the last thing I remember. Next thing, I was in the galley of the plane with all of the airline, um, the airline stewardess and, and such, putting ice and packing ice everywhere and I was going in and out of consciousness and all I heard was is there a doctor on board is there a medical professional on board and I'm laughing in the back saying yeah right here <laughs> but you know so the, there was a gentleman on the plane that was a doctor that was going to his class reunion he happened to be on that flight and at the end of all of it and he sat with me the whole time they made sure I had hydration he was checking my pulse all of this at the end he said Kellyanne you do realize you're burnt out right you have to do something you're burnt out the problem is, Tom, is that we become very numb. We go through life day after day, we numb down, numb down, numb down, and we somehow, we have to stop. and We have to say, how am I feeling? How do I feel? Because it's that disconnection, I'm gonna get woo-woo here, it's that disconnection from the source, from our source, and understanding where our power really comes from, and really connecting and understanding that we're gonna get walloped if we do not stay present. Because that, that's when our body really manifests and holds on to all that stress. That stress is tough. And it's so tough on the body. How do you stay centered? How do you find that alignment? Like what do you do on a daily basis or weekly mm -hmm. or you know, whatever yeah. your cadence is? Well, for one thing, exercise is very important. What and kind of exercise do I, you for, do? I do all kind of exercises, different kind. I do limbic type of exercises. So it's exercises that allow my body to breathe and to move. I do yoga, I do dance, I do a lot of dance. Uh, I do weights. I like to really move my body, and then I like to be still. So you have to get into meditation and understanding breathing and just finding that time to absolutely reconnect with yourself because we're losing a connection to ourselves. And if I had really realized this, I had to learn this through the, going through this myself, so many of the patients that I saw, I, I realize now that's what, they were, that's what they were going through. They were disconnected and they stopped feeling. They were just getting through the day and you know, getting through this and getting through this and getting through this. And uh, after a while, it comes back and your body gets the ultimate revenge. Your body will get revenge. Why do you call it revenge, out of curiosity? Yeah, I call it revenge because your body starts giving you signals and you, you can get sick. You, for me, my revenge was... I got extremely exhausted and passed out on a plane and my, my body was saying, how many times do we have to tell you? Because your body does give you signs and, and, and signals. So how do people listen for that? What are they listening for? How does it manifest? Like what was it now looking back leading up to that moment? Because you had a, a real sense of presence to be able to say, mm, I know where this is going. What was it leading up to that that if it were to happen again that you would catch it much earlier? Oh my gosh. First of all, I. I, when I looked at my eyes and a lot of these, these pictures, they were sunken in. My eyes lost their life. My skin had a, uh, got very sullen and didn't have vibrance to it. And mm. I always prided myself on things like that. You know, my body, I always kept it you know, kind of uh, very fit and like, like a ballerina, very smooth. And I just started gaining that cortisol tire. I had all the signs of exhaustion. And the thing is, is I, I, lost my, uh, I, I lost my lust for life in the same way that I have now or that I had before that. 
I, because I just, I, and I wasn't even aware. And that's the thing. You, I talk to patients that have been in marriages and, and they, they became really ill staying in relationships that were, that were not serving them. And it wasn't until they got out of the situation, they didn't realize, they didn't realize how bad they felt. They didn't realize how that everyday hit of, you know, leaking your power and leaking your energy, that everyday hit, every, how it affected them. And it, it really does. And you, you just have to stay attuned and just ask yourself how you feel. And you'll notice things like, you know, gosh, how tired am I? Do I have achy joints? Let me look at my skin. Let me see my eyes. Do I still feel vibrant? Do I still have, you know, a lust for life? How do you feel? Like stopping and asking that question is a really important question to ask. Mm. And we don't. We just, we just go through it. We go through it, and, and you know, I, I had to learn, and I would never allow that to happen again. I would never say yes to as many things as I said yes to. I would never allow people that were not well-intended in my life again. I would never pummel through work to make other people happy instead of myself. I would never put any other mission besides a mission that will serve me and those you know, that I love. I would never put that before anything else. And a lot of, it, a lot of everything in life, I'm really finding out, it does have to do with the six, six mm -hmm. inches between your ears. It's a mindset thing, you know. That's interesting. So I'm interested in this concept of reset, which I know you mm -hmm. also talk about from a, a true just diet and bodily perspective, but mm -hmm. talk to me about it uh, from a mindset perspective. How do you reset? What are you doing um, when you're dancing? Is there anything conscious going on there? Yes. Or is that just sort of realigning yourself through rhythm and movement? Or in meditation, is it a, um, an awareness, like a mindfulness practice? Like yes. what, what are... What are you doing mindset-wise? Yeah, it's understanding that we are not just skin and bones. We're atoms and molecules. We have a megahertz. Our cells communicate. This unbelievable life that we have inside of us and understanding this big ball of energy and saying, you know what? I want to harness that energy. I want to harness it, and I don't want to leak it. I want to keep it in. That's the understanding. And then when I go into meditation or I go into dance or anything like that, I'm visually picturing what I want. I call it my own television show. It's in my mind. It's locked in here and it's strong. And that is one of the biggest differences that I've ever made in my life is really pulling things to towards me and understanding how possible this really is. It has been life changing for me. Life changing. Well, then I'm going to need to understand mm -hmm. more about that. So, okay, the process is you're sitting there, you're finding physical stillness. Every day I find physical stillness. It has got to be habitual. Mm -hmm. This will only work if you do it on a regular basis. And it can take three, four minutes a day. Sit down, foom, pull up your own TV show. You see you. Everything you want, you desire. Everything, everything that's for your greater good. Everything that, you, that, that is your purpose. You see it as if it's happening. And I picture myself telling someone else all of these amazing things about my physical, my personal life my business life, all of it, as if it is already there. So my body is working and functioning in that modem as if it's already there. And funny enough, how people show up to make and realize all of those things that you're putting in your, in your mind and you're, you're just locking it in your mind. And it, it's not about, well, if I go sit and meditate you know, underneath this tree every day, I'm gonna pull everything towards me. I want you to know, that is not one part of my body that would ever do that, to think that that's all I need to do to, do to make things happen. You have to take action. 
you have to take action. But there's a certain there's a certain thing that happens in your mind, in your cells, in your body when you really concentrate and you focus on that, and then you go. So there's the metaphysical, and then there's the physical, and you want to be able to capture and really work in both worlds because that's where the magic really happens. Really capturing, capturing your your future by demanding it. Demand it. Demand what you want. Demand it within yourself. And then you go and you get it. And it's, it's funny because I'll go up to people and it's very natural for me now to ask for what I want. It's because I'm putting, I'm locking it in my body, in my physiology. I walk like you have to assume the position, assume the position of your day. And I tell myself this and I start my day like a tiger. I want to be a tiger. That's it. What does that mean? So what are the attributes a, of a tiger? So attributes of a tiger is someone who's fearless and someone who's bold because one of the things that I've learned is I sat on the bed through my, my Swiss training. I sat on the bed of a lot of people who were dying. You know what they had, Tom? Regrets. Mm. That is what you hear so often. What are some common ones? That's actually really interesting. It's really interesting. And here's the biggest thing that they, they regret. Uh, a lot of people, they were, they were wealthy, a lot of these people, and they regretted that they did not spend more time with their children. Right. And the other big one was that they regretted that they didn't go for it, that they had at all any fear in going for anything that they wanted. Hmm. It's interesting that that's successful people saying that. Um, I think there's something very interesting to take away from that in terms of having success in one area of your life, first of all, I think a lot of people think, oh, if I had financial success that I would stop and retire, and it does not work like that. Like mm -hmm. being successful answers yesterday's problem. It certainly does not answer today or tomorrow's problem. You still have that desperate thirst for meaning and purpose and does not go drive away. and to feed your energy, yeah. It's doesn't even, I, I think it doesn't even get tainted at all. I think it's in your DNA, and you have to respect and honor your DNA and who you are. A lot of us are very mission-based because it's that mission in you that just drives you. You know, I have my missions, I have my anger, I have it in my head, and everything is leading, 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 leading to that, you know, to that overall mission. And, it, and I can't imagine any level of success that, you know, is in front of me that would stop me from wanting to be that person, that tiger. And I'm not saying it's not good to you know, stop, ask yourself, slow down. I'm not saying any of that. But what I'm saying is I honor my DNA. I honor the fact that my friends growing up were reading Cosmo magazine and I was reading the Diabetes Journal with Mary Tyler Moore on the cover. <laughs> I honor everything, you know, all of those things. I honor that you know, there's parts of me that are different than a lot of other people in terms of this drive that I have. Mm. You know, respecting and honoring that drive, but at the same time not burning out over that drive. Yeah, that, that's an interesting dichotomy for somebody who found themselves pushing so hard, saying yes to everything, that they end up having an episode to still be able to get on the other side of that and say, okay, I've got the awareness now. I know what I'm looking out for. I know this has to be mission-based. But at the same time, I'm not giving up that drive. I still want to be the tiger. I still want to have a level of aggression. I have to be. See, there's certain things I think that are more destructive than anything else. Not honoring who you really are. That is so destructive to the body, every day living or being something that you really don't want to be, or living in a way that you don't want to live. And I'll tell you, that's, again, it stems back from the experience of listening to people dying and saying, I'm not, no, I'm not doing that. I'm going to express everything. I mean, don't you feel like you want to live your life and like squeeze every bit of potential that you have? Very much so. And when I see other people, 
I want to squeeze it out of them. I want to squeeze it out of them. So I feel like my job and my role is to wake people up in that sense. I want to pull people out of the tunnel. I've been through What's the tunnel. I, the tunnel is feeling aimless and dark and lost and not sure. You're not sure and you're numb. I'm telling you. So how do you get them out of that? You make them become aware and re-engage with themselves. Then you see someone really on fire. You know that purpose is the key. All the money, all the this and all the that and all the this and that. It's great to have the security. It's great to have that security. It ain't going to make you happy. You know, it's just not. It's just not. It's not, it's not enough. It's not enough. And your body, you know, your body has, uh, has this intelligence. It's very interesting how the body works and the innate intelligence that it has and the signs and the signals that it gives you throughout your life, just what you're interested in. And, you know, I was told by a college professor years ago, you'll know what you want to do. Where do you go when you go in a bookstore, you know, a library? Where do you, where's your attention? Where do you, where's, and it was always the same for me. It was always those damn health books would drive people crazy going to the beach. They'd flip open their novels <laughs> and I would sit there with my health stuff. I mean, it was obvious, but you have to pay attention to all these things about yourself. And I am seeing that now more than ever, people really being who they are. It's just not worth it. Just be a tiger, go for it. Go for whatever, don't be, don't be embarrassed, don't be shy, don't, whatever it is. And I just have a belief that, you know, I'm going to say whatever I'm supposed to say and I'm not going to get wired about it. I'm happy to be here, happy to dispel any information or anything that I can give anyone that's going to help. You just, I'm going to be a tiger about it, you know? Well, speaking of information that will yeah. help, uh, let's come to the gut for a second. Mm. So gut health, obviously a huge part of what you do, bone broth, healing the gut. Mm -hmm. um, how many people start sort of with a, a gut-based struggle and then what's the protocol to help them get out of that? Yeah, so I would say most people come in with a gut-based struggle and you know, we see a lot of autoimmune problems. Mm. We see a lot of people with bloating, constipation, skin rashes, achy joints. These are all signs and symptomologies of somebody who, who likely has a gut that needs healing. And so bone broth I love because it has this perfect blend of nutrition. So there's amino acids, which are upbuilding. And you've got some minerals that come out and we're also deficient in minerals and so many of the things that go on with us are really because we're lower in minerals. So Is there a difference between doing bone broth and just cracking the bone open and eating the marrow? Would you get a different um, nutritional intake? You may get a little different because you're gonna get more glycine and glycine is really helpful for so many things and we find that it's more hydrating to the body. But you know, this, just that bone marrow, I could eat that till the cows come home. Mm. The bone marrow is so good for you. I mean, you have to think about it like this and this is why I love bone broth for gut healing. If you get a sunburn, you reach for aloe vera, you put it on because it soothes and it heals the mm. skin. Well, bone broth, the gelatin, cook collagen, the bone broth, uh, that does the same thing for your gut. It heals and it seals the gut and it, it works. So you've got the collagen in there, the cook collagen, which is the gelatin, which is so good for the gut. You've got minerals in there. You've got great pro protein in there. You've got amino acids in there. And the research also shows us that one of the things that we know that helps prevent a cold and the duration of a cold are these soups. They're really helpful for the immune system. So, you know, there's a lot of benefits to it and I put it in programs and weight loss programs and things over the years with intermittent fasting mm -hmm. to help people get even more benefits, compounded benefits. 
But anything that does, any one thing that does this many things, I love. Yeah, we really have some people that are evangelical mm -hmm. about bone broth here on staff. It was a big part of Lisa's recovery. It was mm -hmm. super, super impactful for her. Um, is there a big um, nutrient difference between making it yourself from whole bones and um, getting powdered? It's whole bones is better. Okay. Powder, powder is pretty close. I mean, there's some really good powders on the market right now. Same thing with the frozen broth. That's really easy. There's tons of good frozen broth that you can buy anywhere now. Mm. That's really good. And you just put hot water over the bag. It comes in a bag. You put hot water over it and you put it in the pot and you can have it very quickly. There's pressure cookers now that you can make bone broth in. Mm. You can cook it quicker, but it's that simmering for a long period of time, letting all that good stuff come into, the, into that broth. And it really is very healing for people. I think the word that comes to mind when I think of bone broth is restorative. Is there any gut issue where you don't recommend bone broth? Because, oh man, the one thing I've learned with what my wife has been through is that healing gut issues is so complicated. People don't know that, how complicated it can be. And well, it's not only complicated, but it takes a long time mm. and you have to be patient, have to understand that that 20 plus feet of, of intestines that are going through that, it's a long, narrow tube. And you've got, you know, so many microbes in your body and you want them to work for you and against you. You've got more microbes, these, these bugs in your body than you do actual cells in your body. So you wanna nurture them. You wanna nurture that soil and you wanna really uh, make that soil so that, so that every 21 days when you have that cellular turnover, you're getting as healthy, 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 healthy soil as you possibly can. So you can really heal that gut and at the same time sealing everything up. Mm. It does take time, but let me tell you, Tom, when it happens, Bam! The magic happens. Skin looks so much better. Your healing capacity is so much higher. You feel so much more energized. Again, longevity, oh my gosh. I am telling you, that is my core anti-aging regimen. That is, you have to have foundational beauty. If you decide that you wanna do all the other things, fine, great. I'm not opposed to that. I understand what it feels like to advance in age. I understand what that feels like. And you have to do what makes you happy. But I don't care what you so do. So all that other stuff would be cosmetic you know, adjustments. Yes, yes. You know, all the stuff. And that's okay. Do all the stuff. But you have to realize foundational beauty is where our real effervescence comes from. Mm. We know for a fact that we start losing collagen at about age 20. Mm. We start losing it little by little by little. And the collagen is like, uh, it's like nature's glue. It holds us up, it holds us together. And again, for longevity, for looking young, collagen is, tends to be very helpful. So I throw a collagen shake and you know, whenever I can. I love collagen because it's, for me, it's, it's one of those, I, I used to experiment with all these shakes, especially during my bodybuilding phase. You competed in bodybuilding? Oh, I was, I was fierce. Figure competitor or I, actual bodybuilder? Oh, I was an actual bodybuilder. Wow, how big uh, yeah. were you? Um, well, I was lean, so my whole thing. Sure, but so, bodybuilding is like a whole nother thing. Oh, I used to go to Arnold Classics every year. I used to like, you know, that would be my masterminds with those people, like like the Arnold. What drew you I worked that? out, and like I do everything else, I became the tiger. So I started working out, and instead of just enjoying working out <laughs> like a normal person, I was like, how far can I fly? Mm. Because that's the question I always ask myself. How far can I fly? I want to read a book or want to write a book. Do I write one? No, I have 
five books with Wiley Publishing, two with Rodell, three with Penguin Random House. I have to see how far, how far can I fly? That's how I live my life. But again, getting back to the reason why I'm sitting in this chair was the, the latest book. And so it's how do I do that and be that and not burn out? That's the question. That is the question. Where can people follow you on your journey to be a tiger without burning out? <laughs> drkellyann.com. There's no E on that. drkellyann.com. On Instagram, it's drkellyannpetrucci. Nice. All right, if you were going to have people make one change that would have the biggest impact on their health, what change would you have them make? I would tell them to really dig in and do that television show I talked about every day. Pull up, live in, live in that space in your head, get the six inches between your ears right. You will see possibilities. You will draw possibilities. You will see your life in the way you want it to be and start making very different choices and start really directing people. And I have to add one more thing to that. I have to have an internal doorman. Have that internal doorman. Be careful what you let into your life. I'm not saying don't live openly. I'm, I'm not saying don't have a heart. But have an internal doorman and understand these are choices that you make. And whomever that you let in your life, Whatever you let in your life is a lot harder to get out than it is to get in. Don't forget that. That's good. Mm -hmm. All right, guys. Your health matters so much, but hopefully you see how many people come on here that are all supposedly about health, but they also talk about the mind. The two are just inextricably linked and really understanding that, that if you want to move forward, if you want to be a tiger in your life, you're going to have to get them both right. I think it's incredibly important. She has a lot of great ideas. Check her out. Read the book. It's really, really fascinating getting your health in a good place, getting the right foods in your system, getting rid of toxins, which we didn't get a chance to talk about, all of that stuff, nutrients in, toxins out. That's it. Uh, something that she talks a lot about. So dive in. There's a lot of great stuff there. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe. And until next time, my friends, be legendary. Take care.